What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning to the best fucking podcast in hockey history. I'm Sean. I'm Noah. Welcome to our third episode of the best fucking podcast. Today, we'll be sharing our predictions on trade bait players and where we think they'll go. But before that, we'll be doing a quick little recap of the draft that just happened. And today, we have a special guest, Bryce K. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. No, uh, no problem. Um... So anyways, uh, New York picking Alexis Lafreniere, I, I think literally everyone saw that coming. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he's like the best player, so. Yeah, I agree. Definitely a Connor McDavid kind of player. I think, yeah, he probably has the potential to become a Connor McDavid-like player. I mean, people have said he is literally the next Connor McDavid. So. I mean, Los Angeles picking Quinton Byfield... Personally, I think that's a good pick. He's probably going to do uh, pretty well there. He's, I think, probably the best power forward, in my opinion, from this draft. But Yeah, I mean, no complaints with me. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really to complain about. Um, yeah, I, I agree with the pick. I think LA needs that more depth on their forward lines. So I, I agree with the pick from LA. Uh... Tim Stutzel to Ottawa, I didn't see that, I mean, I didn't see it coming, but I said it in my um, my mock draft, and a little bit after me doing that, I, I was thinking, well, you've got, like, Lucas Raymond available, and I think they screwed up on the pick, and they should have got Lucas Raymond, or Heck, even Alexander Holtz, but that's yeah, what I got. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that's basically what I was going to say, too. Uh, Lucan Stutzel, he's not really that too great of a player. I think he was, uh, I think he was overrated, to be honest. Um, but like you said, Alexander Holtz, to me, uh, would have been a kind of a better pick than Tim Stutzel. Um, yeah, I don't agree with this pick from Ottawa. I think Raymond would have been a much better pick. Uh, Marco Rossi, like Tim Stutzel had in the World Juniors, he had five points in five games, which is a point a game. Like, can't argue with that. And then 34 points all year. So I, I don't think it's what Ottawa needs. I think they need more of a defensive end. So I, I'm not agreeing with the pick. Uh, Detroit picking Lucas Raymond, I mean, I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good pick, but, I mean, I think they should have just got Cole Perfetti, I don't know why, but he just looks good in a Detroit jersey, that's all I've got on that. I mean, for, for me, if the person just looks good in a jersey, but if they perform good, for me, it's all about if they perform good, but not looking good in the jersey. That's that's it for me. So if this guy performs good, then then it's it's fine. Um. Yeah. Really. Which kind of what Sean said. I I really think. Oh, I think this is a snag for Detroit. I think they uh, they really needed this pick, and I I could see him starting second or third line easy on Detroit. Ottawa when they picked Jake Sanderson. When I watched it live. I thought they screwed up, and I still think they screwed up, 
I think they should have got Jamie Drysdale, because personally, I think Drysdale's a better defenseman. But then again, it, I don't know, it, their GM might know something I don't. That's probably the case, but either way, it's a pretty good pick. See, that's probably the case most of the times uh, when we're doing when we're doing these uh, when we're when we're saying these like uh, it's probably the case where we're saying stuff like this and the GM knows something that we don't. But uh, when on paper it looks like these players are better than other players, but uh, I definitely agree with you that uh, the GM should have picked up. Uh, Drysdale over Sanderson. Um. Yeah, I I agree. I think Drysdale is a much better defenseman than Sanderson overall. But I kind of I see what Ottawa is doing. They're going for more of a Shabbat kind of defenseman. Uh, Sanderson can skate, moves the puck, and is like just lay on his feet. Where Drysdale is more of a Quinn Hughes, more of a skate the puck up and more of a off way more of an offensive defenseman now anaheim when they picked drysdale i think i had sanderson going here and my mock draft i don't remember but i gotta say anaheim definitely should have got drysdale it was either drysdale in my opinion or holtz here and i think it's a perfect pick i mean He'd be a great defenseman there. I I really have nothing else to say about him, but yeah, no, this is a yeah, this is definitely a great pick. I mean, it, over uh, Sanderson, this is a great pick. I mean, if if Ottawa would have picked uh, Drysdale, then I think Ducks uh, Anaheim would have picked Sanderson or Holtz, but um, since Ottawa picked up Sanderson, then Anaheim definitely had that window open for Holtz or Drysdale, and I think Drysdale was the better pick. So, yeah, that's that's just uh, the better pick in my opinion. Um, yeah, I uh, I agree with you guys. I think Drysdale is a perfect pick for Anaheim. I watching the draft, they picked up a couple forwards too, which I think is perfect for them. Getting rid of Corey Perry and gets laugh getting older, but I, I definitely agree with Drysdale. Ah, uh, New Jersey. Alexander Holtz going there. I think it's a pretty good pick. He did, I think, pretty well in the SHL, considering he's a, he's a 17-year-old, I think, at the time, playing against men. So you're not trying to... Um, you're not trying to get a bunch of points in that league because it's pretty hard when you're a 17-year-old going against, like, 30-year-olds. And, I mean, he did pretty well there. So, I mean, I think it's a pretty good pick for New Jersey. Alexander Holtz, can't wait to yeah, see what he does. Sure. Yeah, for sure. If you're a younger guy playing up with, uh, with older guys any day and if you're doing good, then I think you deserve to be uh, in. I think you deserve to be recognized any day. Uh, but yeah, I think New Jersey definitely got a, a score with this one. Um, it's definitely a great pick. Um. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Alexander Holtz is 
Um, definitely, I, in my opinion, I think he's NHL ready. I think he, you know, he is projected in my eyes to be higher or even just ready to play in the NHL. So I think he's perfect for New Jersey to get more of a younger team. Well, with Buffalo picking Jack Quinn, I mean, I kind of get the pick, but the thing is, he played with Marco Rossi, and I can't recall who was the one who got the goals and who was the one who passed, but I'm pretty sure uh, Jack Quinn was the guy who received the pass from Marco Rossi and scored. Now, I think, personally, and this is controversial, I don't think he's going to do well. I think he was only really good there because he had Rossi setting him up. And I would have made uh, either Marco Rossi the pick for Buffalo or Cole Perfetti. Uh, see, I think Jack Quinn was actually a good pick for Buffalo because uh, Buffalo can use forwards any day. And Jack and Jack Quinn, if he's set up, if he's uh, going in by, by himself to score, he can put the puck in the back of the net. He's just a great player. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I agree more with Sean, I think, uh, you know, Rossi set him up all year, uh, Rossi had 39 goals, 81 assists, and I don't think this is what Buffalo needs, I don't think they need another sniper on their team, because you have Eichel, and you have way more depth on that team than what they need, so I think Rossi would have been a better pick than, um, than Jack Quinn, but uh, anything will help them. So it's not a terrible pick. I just, I'm not a fan of it. Marco Rossi going to Minnesota is a pretty good pick. He is, I, I think I'll say it, I think he's probably one of the best playmakers in the draft, and I think he was overlooked. I mean, he could have went actually, like, near the top five, but... Personally, I think it's a steal of a pick for Minnesota, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Marco Rossi is definitely a very good playmaker, and I definitely agree with the pick that uh, Minnesota did. Uh, picking Marco Rossi, he definitely did set up Jack Quinn uh, quite a lot, and... Um, yeah, I think Marco Rossi is just a, a great pick in general. No, I'm going to be honest. This is by far my favorite pick in the whole draft. I had I did a mock draft, and I had Marco, Marco Rossi going third to Ottawa. I think he's just a terrific all-around player, got depth. The only thing that worries me about Marco Rossi is size. Five foot nine, 180 pounds. That's what kind of worries me about him. Uh, number 10, Winnipeg uh, picking Cole Perfetti. Uh, I, I really, I kind of like this pick, honestly. But considering who else is out there, I mean, Anton Lundell. I'm a, he would have been a great center there too, but Cole Perfetti, 
good Canadian kid, I tell you. But that that's all I got about that. Yeah, any yeah, I mean any Canadian kid going to a Canadian hockey team and if he's a great player and I mean, yeah, I've been I've I've watched a couple of this kid's games and I, I've seen the way he plays and uh he's actually like pretty good. I've seen the way he plays and um he's he's good. Like I I, I don't I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> he's just he's just good. Um yeah, honestly I agree with this pick for Winnipeg. You have your center left winger, five ten, one eighty five. Um just a pure playmaker, which I think is perfect for the for who you have on that team. Ehlers, Line A, Shifley, Wheeler. Honestly I think if he makes his way up to the first line with Shifley and Line A, I think that'll be a pretty tough line to stop with that team. Well, I think we have enough time. Do you guys want to finish the rest of the draft as well? Um, doesn't matter. We can do the rest of the draft first, or just first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, just like matter. the just like the first round. But uh, yeah, sure. sure. Um, Nashville picking Yaroslav Askarov. I mean, they don't really have any goaltending prospects, so getting the best goalie, uh, goalie prospect of the whole draft. I think that's pretty good, but maybe just a little high. I think they could have waited a little longer on him, like possibly trading like a player for one of the later first round picks or like an early second round pick. But either way, a really good goaltending prospect, but just picked at the wrong time. Nah, see, I think... Uh... I think he was picked at a good time. Maybe even if he was picked a little higher. But uh, I think he was picked at a good time. He's like probably one of the best goalie prospects in here, if not the best. So I think Nashville kind of got a, a good pick here. Uh, yeah, Nashville, I think, scored with this one. Um, I don't know. I I really did. I really disagree with this pick. I agree. Yaroslav, great goalie, six four, hundred and eighty pounds. Great goaltender, big, athletic. Had um two point five goals against average in the World Juniors. All around great goalie, but I I don't agree with it. I think Nashville they're fine with Rene and Saros. I think Saros still has room to grow. And honestly, this is probably one of my people who I think Nashville would use for trade bait, to be honest with you. Probably worth a whole lot, so they could get some stuff out of him. Um, number 12, Florida picking Anton Lundell. I mean, comparing him to some of the other people available, I mean, personally, the next best pick would be Dylan Holloway, which he's not bad, but... I think Lundell's a better a better player. And I don't know if Lundell's gonna come over from from Finland right away, but he might and if he does, he'll probably be he'll probably be in the lineup for Florida. Um I think it's a pretty good pick. 
Mundell did pretty well on the Liga for uh, HIFK, but that's uh, that's my opinion on him. Uh, see, yeah, I think Lundell was picked. I think this is actually a pretty good pick for Florida Panthers. They need uh, a lot of redoing for their team because they haven't been really been doing the greatest. I mean, they did make it to the playoffs, but didn't do too well. Um, and and this kid could really make a difference for their team, I think. So this could be a pretty good pick for them. Um, I don't, I don't really have much to say about this pick. I, I like the pick. I think it's what Florida needs. I think they need kind of a playmaker, sniper kind of. I think if I were to compare him, I would compare him a lot to Mark Shifley, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I like the pick. I like it for Florida. Alright, um, Carolina picking Seth Jarvis. So, originally, I had uh, Rodion Amirov going to uh, Carolina, and then, obviously, Dylan Holloway going to Edmonton, then um, Seth Jarvis going to Toronto, but, I mean, Seth Jarvis isn't bad by any means, but, I mean, he did pretty well in the second half of the WHL season, but I, I just, I didn't think... Um, I just don't think that they should have picked him. Like, I think, personally, they should have either got Dylan Holloway with this pick or Rodion Amirov. But I'm leaning more to Holloway because most, uh, in my opinion, most NCAA players take a little more time in the NCAA to develop a little more. And I think if Dylan Holloway does that and if Carolina picked him, he would do pretty well for Carolina. But that's just that's just my opinion. Yeah, see, I I I sort I sort of agree with that, but um, but I think there's like other players on this list that Carolina could have picked up. Um, Carolina isn't really lacking too much in in many of their forwards. Uh, I I think they're lacking more in like defense back. Uh, so I don't think this is really too smart of a pick for them. Uh, there's not really much to say about this other than I don't really agree with this pick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with no on this one. I don't think this is what Carolina, like, I don't agree with Seth Jarvis's playstyle. Honestly, if I was Carolina, I'd have gone with Dawson Mercer. I'd have gone with, uh, like, Tyson Forrester, I, I would have gone with more of a more of a pure score kind of. I think uh, I I just don't agree with it. I don't I don't like the pick from Carolina. Uh, Edmonton taking Dylan Holloway. I have zero complaints. I love this pick. That's all I have on it. I just think that um, the GM Ken Holland. I think that's who it is. I correct me if I'm wrong. Did a great job picking him here. Yep. Uh, so I've seen a couple of this kid's games. Uh, I haven't really been watching too many, but the couple that I've seen, he has been actually very good. 
uh, but that's just the couple I've seen. I mean, the rest, I mean, the rest he could have just been bad, or the rest he could have been good. Who knows? But uh, I, I haven't really been looking at his stats at all either. Um, but I, but from the couple of games I've seen, I think Edmonton did do a good job at picking this. Um. Yeah, I, I I like the I like the pick. I like Dylan Holloway. I I wouldn't say it would be my first pick for Edmonton. I feel like their forwards are extremely good. Honestly, if I was Edmonton, I would have went for more of a defenseman, maybe even a goalie. To be honest, I think that's where they're kind of lacking. Um, but no, I I train with some of the Clarkson. Uh, night people, that's NCAA, so I, I, I would go there and I'd watch games and I've seen him play. And, you know, I, I love him. I, he's smooth, he's calm. I, I love everything about him. Now, Toronto's pick, Rodion Amirov, I heavily disagree with this pick. Just because before the draft, Kyle Dubas literally said that he's aiming for some defense and I'm thinking, you literally have Caden Gooley, who is probably one of the top defense, not the top, because you obviously have Jamie Drysdale and Jake Sanderson, but he's one of the top defensemen in this draft. And you just pick Rodion Amirov. You don't need forwards, so why do you pick him? That is my argument, and I stick with they should have picked Caden Gooley. No, yeah, see, I, I completely agree with... Uh... Sean here. I mean, we've done a couple of things on the podcast before uh, where we've done like mock drafts or other things like that where we've even put defense on Toronto because Toronto is definitely lacking in defense and they're all offense. Uh, so Toronto is, this is just like not a great pick. And I actually do remember him saying that too. So. Yeah, this is definitely a terrible pick in my book. Um, I'm not going to say I don't agree with you guys because I definitely agree it's not a great pick. But for Toronto, I feel like, yes, they need defense. They're lacking that. I, I don't mind the pick, I think. You know, he's 19. He's young. He had... You know, I think he got really underlooked. I think I think he'll do just fine on the Myerleys. I think he'll be fine. I think Toronto, I agree, Toronto really needs to stop looking at forwards and look more at their defensemen or even goaltenders because I, I guarantee you Frederick Anderson will not wear a Maple Leafs jersey next season. Right. Um, Montreal picking Caden Gooley. I mean, they also got in the second round, I believe, Jan Misak. I think that's how I pronounced it. But I think uh, Caden Gooley here, I mean, thinking about their defense, I mean, they've got prospects all over the board. Um, and taking, like, one of the better defensemen in the draft, I don't hate it and I don't love it. I'm all right with it. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Caden Gooley. 
I, I don't really know what to say about this kid. He's just, I don't really think he's horrible, but I don't think he's great either. And he's a, a defense, so Montreal, that that's actually a pretty smart pick for Montreal because Montreal does have quite a few good offense. Um, I'm not. I'm not really necessarily saying that they're lacking defense, but uh, they do have. I in in my like in my opinion, Montreal does have better offense and defense. So I think this was like a a sort a kind of smart pick for Montreal. Um. Yeah, honestly, I I like the pick. I I agree with it being. A, a Montreal fan, I a really solid defenseman, six three, lay on his feet, can still skate, can move, uh, put up. I think it was forty points. Yeah, forty points as a defenseman in the WHL. I uh, I I agree with the pick. I love the pick. I think it's what they need. I think their forwards will be just fine this year with Nick Suzuki and the rookies that they had. I you know I like the pick. Um, Chicago here picking Lucas Reichel. I'm going to be honest, I didn't have him on my mock draft. I really don't know anything about him. I mean, I heard that he was pretty good, and I believe he played with Team Stutzel. But I would probably choose Dawson Mercer over him. And I get that Mercer's a right wing or a center. He can play both. And Reichel's a left wing, but... You can put a, a right winger on the left. You can put it on the right. It it doesn't matter. They can adapt. But I mean, I really don't know him, so I can't really say much about that pick. Yeah. So uh, Lucas, right? Uh, sorry, Lucas Reichel. Um, he's actually. I think he's. I think he's pretty good. Um, I don't think he's a horrible player. I think it's a pretty good pick for how low of a pick Chicago got. Um, yeah, I just don't really. I don't, I like like Sean said. I don't really know much about this kid besides. Uh, I think he. I think he's like okay, at least. So I think this was a a fairly good pick for Chicago. Um. Uh, I, I've heard about this kid. I know his stats. I honestly truly hate this pick. I think Chicago doesn't... I don't think Chicago needs forwards. Honestly, I think they need... Deep, I think, honestly, goaltending. Crawford's gone now. I, I, can, can one of you guys tell me who they have in net? Does anyone know? Malcolm Subban the, and two nobody AHLers. Exactly. My point right there. So what, they're going to start Malcolm Subban? I disagree with the pick. He had, this year he had 24 points as a left winger playing with Tim Stutzel. I know we said Tim Stutzel isn't that good. Playing with him, he should have got way more than 24 points in 42 games. I don't like the pick. I hate the pick. I, I, I don't agree. Uh, New Jersey taking Dawson Mercer. And New Jersey got this pick from Arizona, which I'm still trying to get 
how New Jersey got the pick. I'm pretty sure it's from the Hall trade and how, like, the conditions and stuff, because it was a conditional pick or something, but, um, Dawson Mercer going there, I mean, Dawson Mercer is a pretty good player, um, looking at the other players down here, I mean, the, the next person I would draft instead of him is probably Hendricks Lapierre, but the, I, I get why they didn't draft him, just because, although Hendricks Lapierre did have a bunch of points, he dropped, and a uh, teammate of Hendricks Lapierre, uh, Dawson Mercer, on the other hand, did pretty well, and I kind of like the pick. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, just like Sean was saying, uh, I think, I, I, I think I do like the pick. I'm not really sure about this one. Um... I think they could have had better picks, uh, but I, I don't really pay attention to New Jersey too much. I don't really know what they're strong in, like if they're strong in offense or defense. So I don't know if this was necessarily a smart pick or not, but I think this kid is is um, is decent at least. So. If this if this kid is decent, then it could it doesn't really matter what position he plays. It could be a good pick because of it, the way he plays. Um, Dawson Mercer going to New Jersey. I uh, I like Dawson Mercer. I like I like his play style. He plays more of a passive kind of wait for the puck kind of game. He plays more like an Austin Matthews, more of a scout your prey. And I like it. I don't know how well he's going to fit on New Jersey. I understand New Jersey's trying to get a really young team, but I think you got to have your bets, which I understand they have Subban. I don't think Subban's a good leader. So I'm, I'm okay with the pick. Um, What's next? Oh, uh, New York Rangers when they picked Braden Schneider. I mean, Braden Schneider's a pretty good defenseman. Uh, played for Brandon Wheat Kings, I believe, yeah. Um, I think he played in the Gretzky Helenka Cup, and I th think he did okay in that. I'm not 100% sure, but, I mean, Braden Schneider, he's a pretty good player, a uh, good defenseman. Uh, played on the same team as Nolan Patrick, I believe, um, but... Braden Schneider, all around, good defenseman. Uh, I can't say anything uh, about what I dislike about this pick for New York. Yeah. Uh, just just about him quickly. Uh, he did play in the Gretzky Cup. He five games, uh, no points though. In oh, the... that's not uh, that's not amazing, but okay. So, um, I'm not too fond of, of Braden Schneider. Uh, he he does play fairly okay, but uh, just like uh, Bryce said, he can go on some some bad streaks. Uh, he has his good and bad days. Uh, so I don't I don't really know how well he's going to adapt to the NHL like scene 
so yeah, and also New York Rangers. I I, I think they're I think a defense was actually like a sort of a smart pick for New York Rangers. Not necessarily that they were lacking uh defense, but more that they have better offense and defense, I think. And um, also that they just got, and also that Lundqvist just uh, got traded. So uh, defense is going to be key for that team now. I just realized that um, Justin Barron dropped in the draft. That's all I have to say. I'm uh, a little surprised about that. Um. Yeah, going to what Noah said, I think he has good Good years and his bad years. Last year, I think he had a terrific year. 42 points, 7 goals, 35 assists. I like how he played last year. Uh, defenseman is definitely needed, I think, for that team with getting rid of Lundqvist and having Georgiev in that. Nothing against him. I think he's a, he's going to do just fine. But I, I like to pick. I agree with it. Um, This one here, New Jersey Devils going off the board, in my opinion. Shakir Mukamadulin. Um, I think I had him going number 31 or 30 in my mock draft. I think most of the uh, pro scouts had him like early second round. I mean, he's a defenseman not a lot of people know about, but I wouldn't say he's horrible. I'd say he's pretty decent. Um, personally, I don't believe he's going to go over to the NHL. And if he does, he's probably going to not do as well because I'm seeing a trend um, like for example Vitaly Kravstov he was supposed to be like the next uh, Ovechkin he uh, showed up did pretty horrible then left to go to the KHL played really bad there then went down to the VHL but I still think Kravstov could do better also uh, Vadim Chipachev I think yeah he uh, Vegas was supposed to have him and Chipachev did pretty horrible, and then went back to the KHL. And I'm thinking Mukamadulin's probably not going to come over, and if he does, he's probably not going to do as well. And I think they screwed up on this pick. Yeah, so, just like Sean said, I don't even know about uh, Mukamadulin. Uh... I don't really know. I don't. I don't really know much to say about uh, this kid because I don't even really know about him. Uh, yeah, this kid is just not someone that I haven't really been paying attention to, so I can't really say much about him. Um, honestly, like no, I have no comment on that pick. I have. I don't know much about him. I know he was on Russia's World Junior Team. That's that's all I know about. Him. Next pick at first glance, and I'm starting to realize it. You'd be like Columbus Blue Jackets. Why would they waste this pick on the 30th, uh, 30th, yeah, best uh, European player in the draft? Um, well, you see, Columbus's uh, GM. I don't remember what his name is. I think he's a Finnish guy. Um, picks these ran these people at first glance random players from Europe. An example is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bryce, do you know the goaltender who was like the best in uh, non-NHL goaltender who came over? Uh, he came over to Columbus? Yeah. 
It wasn't Corpusel. I know who exactly who you're talking about. Not Kilvanekis or something like that, but it was Elvis um, Merzinklins uh, or something like that. Elvis Merzinklins. But uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Keep going. You're good. Anyways, um, I think Chinnikov might become a, a roster player for them, but it's highly unlikely he's going to do well there. But there is a chance he could become pretty well, pretty pretty good. Yeah. Well. Um, if you don't mind me interrupting. Oh yeah. Um, no. the goalie is Elvis Merz Merzlinkins. But... Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the goalie. All right. And that's all I have. Okay, so you're uh, yeah, so I don't know. I I think uh I think this was actually uh I don't this is just this is just an odd pick like uh Sean was saying. This is just an odd pick. I don't really know what was being thought. Um but who knows it could be it could turn out in their favor uh it, it, he doesn't really seem that bad i mean he 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 isn't really he i mean he isn't really that bad but um who knows odd odd picks could be good picks um i like the player i don't like the pick uh he had Three points, five games, Gretzky Cup. Had a decent year, I think. I, I just think he's going to get crushed. I think you got those big power forwards. I think first things, I for me, first thing a team should do when they're looking at a team, who's their weak, weakest link? What lines should you target? So you're playing Tampa versus Toronto. Let's just say, if I'm Tampa Bay, if I see the third line out there, if I see third line of Spezza and whoever else they have on their third line, I'm throwing out Stankos, Kucherov. I'm throwing out the first line. I think that's scouting. I think that's perfect scouting by a team. I don't like this pick. I think if I see this kid, I'm going, I'm throwing my line at him. I don't think he can handle the defensive pressure. I don't like him. Um, next one here is, uh, Washington's, uh, pick here. They picked, uh, Hendricks LaPierre. Um, I mean, Hendricks LaPierre definitely did drop, because I know some scouts are putting him in, like, the top six. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was because of the Team Canada performance he put on. But, and also in, uh, the QMJHL, he did pretty well there. He, um... But, but he dropped, because I said it before, but he dropped because of his injuries, because he's injury-prone, and I think the Capitals took a risk on this one, considering they could have also picked Connor Zary or Tyson Forrester. And, I mean, Hendricks Lapierre, he's, he's not a bad player, but you just got to watch out, because he's definitely injury-prone. Yeah. So, uh, he is injury prone for sure, but, um, he, he also, I don't think he's too bad. Um, hold on, I'm just, uh, 
pulling up some stats here. Um, so it says his stats are 19 goals to assists and 15 points. So, yeah, I mean, he's not great, but he is also not a horrible player. But like you said, uh, Lapierre, he's... He's it, the, Washington took a risk on it, and I think it'll honestly turn out in their favor. Uh, he seems like a good prospect for the team. Um, yeah, I agree. No, I love the pick. I like it. Gretzky Cup, uh, eleven points in five games. Like, come on, three goals, eight assists. I think that's unreal. I think it's good. I honestly, if I had to compare him to somebody, I'd compare his play style to a Mitch Marner, maybe. But I love the pick. I think Washington really did good on this one. If I had to compare him before we go to the next one, I'd say he's probably a Stamkos. But anyways, um, Philadelphia picks Tyson Forrester. Um, I don't know if you guys watched this in the draft, but... um. I think it was Brian Burke or something. They talked about how he was fishing in Manitoulin Island and um, he accidentally butt-dialed the police or something like that. And um, he was telling the officer, hold up, you gotta, I'll talk to you after. I'm trying to bring this in. I thought it was kind of funny, but um, Tyson Forrester is a pretty good player for Barry in the OHL. Um, also, Philadelphia, I th I'm pretty sure they have some really good defensive uh some pretty good defense and i mean at this late in the draft you probably you're probably looking for one of the better players out there and what was on the table is either him connor's area or justin Barron. and i just think they went with the the best player available uh yeah so tyson we're on uh, Tyson Forrester. Uh, yeah, so Tyson Forrester. So I have his stats up here, and he is uh, about six foot and 194 pounds. So that's pretty even. Uh, and his stats are um, goals 36. This is uh, the 2019 20 OHL season. Um, so his goals are 36, assists 44, and his points are 80. So, yeah, I'd say that's pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah, I think he did, like, I, I think this is, like, a, like, a very good pick for Philadelphia, especially considering they're picking, like, 24th in the first round, like, this is a very good pick for them, I think. Um, yeah, not much. I don't, I don't really have anything to say. I, I like to pick. I think Philadelphia could use the forwards. I think I don't think they're lacking in any else. I think they had a good playoff run in the bubble. I think they're definitely going to be a contender team. All right, uh, Calgary Flames taking Connor Zary. Now I don't know why Calgary did this. They had a, I think, uh, somewhere near the top of the picks, and then they just kept dropping, 
and then they decide to pick at 24 Connor Zary. Now I don't know why they did this because they could have uh, they could have got like some top players here. I'm just looking at where they would have picked. Uh, they could have got uh, Braden Schneider here, and or they could even got um, Tyson Forrester, but or Hendricks Lapierre, but um, Connor Zary. He's not a horrible. Uh, he's not a horrible player. Um, played in Cam Loops. I'm trying to think of some of his teammates. Uh, another none are popping in my head, but uh, I know Cam Loops is a pretty good team, and I'm pretty sure Connor Zary uh, helped Cam Loops do pretty well in the uh, WHL. And uh, Connor Zary is a pretty good player, and uh, I don't really have anything bad to say about him. Yeah, so I have heard actually quite a bit about Connor Zary and um, seen a couple of his games. He's actually uh, pretty good from the couple of games I've seen him. I mean, a couple of off plays too, but that's every NHL or just any player in general. But uh, yeah, I think I think this player is a great pick for... Uh, for Calgary, uh, yeah, I don't have any complaints about uh, Connor Zary. Um, yeah, I, nothing to say. I I like the pick. I think he's a great player. Uh, I think he could use a little more size, to be honest, especially for the team he's on right now. How physical they like to be. So overall, I like the pick. I just pulled up my mock draft and I was just looking at some of the people that didn't get picked here and we are on Colorado picking Justin Barron and just looking at some of the players that were available like JJ Paterka, Ryan O'Rourke, William Wallander and Ronnie Ohivanen. I'm just trying to compare I mean Colorado really has some good defensive prospects and defensive players like Kale McCarr and um, they have a couple other players there as well. But, I mean, Justin Barron. Oh, they also have Bowen Byram, sorry. But um, Barron, I think he's going to be a great prospect for them. But, I mean, I, I can't really say anything wrong about that. But Justin Barron, pretty good, pair, uh, pretty good player. Yeah, so... Justin Barron, I believe Colorado is also sort of like sort of lacking in defense, not too much, but I think they could sort of use a little bit of uh, defense. Uh, so I think this is kind of a good pick for them. But um, uh, yeah. This is a good pick in my books. Uh, there's really not just there's just really not much to say about him. He's just a good pick. Um, yeah, I agree. Good pick, Gretzky Cup five uh, five points, five games. I like it. I think could use some younger defensemen along with Kale McCarr. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I agree with the pick. Um. St. Louis picking Jake Neighbors. I'm going to be honest, had him nowhere near on my um, mock draft. Uh, I 
I mean, I guess he, he's good enough to be in the first round, so... But I wouldn't have picked him here. I would have picked, I guess, um, William Wallander. Great, uh, great Swedish player. And, I mean, St. Louis could probably use him. And, like I said way earlier, um, he's a 17-year-old playing against men. And he stuck up for himself in the league. I don't remember the statistics. But I know he, for a fact he did pretty well there. And I'm surprised that he didn't make it in the first round. And uh, I'm surprised they didn't take him. Yeah, so Jake Neighbors, uh, he, he doesn't seem too horrible. But, um, yeah, St. Louis does they they uh yeah i don't think they really need too many forwards i honestly i don't really think they need too many of anything right now but of course they need they needed to pick obviously but jake neighbors is is honestly a good pick for them um he's six foot he weighs 195 pounds uh if he had a little bit more height then that would honestly even out a little bit better but uh uh his 2019 to 20 season he had 23 goals 47 assists and 20 points overall uh so i mean like that's a little bit worse than what i've been reading off like from other players but still it's not horrible so i mean yeah i think it's like a a decent player yeah i completely agree with no i think it's a i think it's a great pick for them i think also what sean was saying i think there were definitely some better people that they could pick but no complaints no complaints whatsoever um next one here is anaheim ducks taking jacob perot i mean I don't really have any complaints, but when you look at some of the other people that were here, such as Newell uh, Gunler and like John Jason Paterka and Ryan O'Rourke and even Ronnie uh, Hyvenen, I just I think the better pick here would have either been Newell Gunler or Ryan O'Rourke, two uh, very very good prospects, and I'm. Yet again, I'm surprised they didn't make it in the first round. Some of these other people made it above them. But uh, that's that's my explanation. Uh, yeah, so... Jacob Perot. He... He's kind of lacking in height. 5'11", weight, 192 pounds. Um... He... He was. He has the same amount of points as uh, as Jake Neighbors. So, I mean, this doesn't seem like too bad of a pick uh, overall. I mean, he has thirty nine goals, thirty one assists, uh, so seventy points overall. Uh, so Jacob Perot, not a bad pick. Um, yeah, not much to say, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like the pick. I like, uh, like Pro. I don't, I don't think he'll be starting in the NHL, to be honest with you. I don't think he's there yet. Uh, please tell me if you disagree. Uh, I, I don't think he's NHL ready. 
Yeah, no, I don't think I I don't disagree at all. I I think he won't be NHL ready. I think um, he's probably gonna be in the developing the AHL or OHL for a bit. Um, number twenty-eight, Ottawa Senators with the Islanders pick taking Ridley Greek. I think that's how you say it. I mean, another player from Brandon Wheat Kings, a strong uh, CHL team. Uh, they're full of prospects, but. Yet again, you're gonna see a trend here for these past uh, for these last few picks here. I don't know enough about Mr. Grieg, and comparing him to some of these other prospects that are available, I don't think he should have been there. And looking at Ottawa, I mean, they really just need everything. I mean, uh, at the time of the draft, they didn't have Matt Murray, and I think they bought out Craig Anderson at this time as well. And thinking about it, um, they really, I mean, you could say that they have that one Swedish uh, goaltender prospect, Philip, uh, some Gustafsson or something like that. I mean, but what has he done in the past, uh, this the past year or so? Really nothing. So, I mean, theoretically, if Yaroslav Iskarov dropped, I they would have picked him here, but I doubt that was going to happen. And I think they should have picked right here Noel Gundler. I mean, I just think he, uh, he he should have been in the first round. And I think Ottawa Senators uh, need Noel Gundler. I mean, I'm pretty sure he was the one who played in the QMJHL. And I'm pretty sure he's the guy who also played in the Helinka uh, Gretzky Cup. And I think he did well in that, but I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, I think Ottawa definitely should have taken Newell Gundler. You know, I definitely uh, agree with you, Sean, that um, Ridley Greig isn't really... He isn't really that great of a player, like, on pen and paper, but um, could be better. I mean, he could be better than expected. Uh, he... He... he uh, Sorry, uh, Ottawa should have definitely taken other players, and then uh, Ridley Grieg in my books. I mean, he's 5'11", so already, like, lacking in height a little bit. Uh, 162 pounds, so, like, he's, like, gonna get rocked by most of the players in, uh, in there. Uh, so, his stats, uh, 26 goals and 34 assists with and uh 60 points overall so that's kind of a bit low considering the rest of the stats i've been looking at um and yeah the season that ottawa has just had like they need everything they need everything that they can get ottawa has been getting rid of key players that, that have been question questionable like things that hit that they've been doing and uh, doing something else like this, uh, I'm sort of starting to question what Ottawa is doing. They've also been saying that they want to rebuild, but um, yeah, I don't really like this. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, well, I don't know. You know, what, you know, what I like to pick. I think Ottawa's got a young team. I think that's what they're really going for, and I think their forwards need to be a little more developed. So I agree with the pick. 
I think I think he's gonna have a rough. I don't think he's starting in the NHL. Don't get me wrong, he's definitely not starting. And I think once he does get up there, I think he's gonna have a rough start. But you know what? I think he's gonna develop just fine. All right. Um, with Vegas's pick here, I originally had Tyson Forrester going here, but since he's gone, and in real life they picked Brendan Brisson, who I didn't really uh, look too much on, but uh, from what I've heard, he's a pretty good player. Um, played for Chicago in the USHL, but I I personally think. Roni uh, Hyvenen, I think that's how you say his name, Ronnie Hyvenen, um, should have went here. Uh, Hyvenen, he did very well, I'm pretty sure, out in the Liga. And I personally don't know uh, why he wasn't in the first round as well. I had him going number 31, but as said before, um, the GMs probably know something we don't. And uh, Brisson... Probably is going to, in my opinion, take a little time to develop and then probably, most likely, will become uh, NHL ready. And uh, I'm guessing like one to three seasons at most. Yep, so exactly what I was going to say. Um, he is 5'11", so again, lacking in height a little bit. and uh, But weight is 177 uh, 177 pounds, I think. Uh, so I mean, he is. He he's like a a, a bigger a bigger guy. Uh, but yeah, so his stats are 24 goals, 35 assists, and 59 points overall. So I mean, like, it, it's it's not really. It's not really too great, but uh, getting like to these lower picks in the first round, you're not really gonna see too many great. Uh, but uh, I honestly, I think, yeah, just like Sean said, he's gonna take some time to develop in in his league, and then once he's ready to come to the NHL then he will be completely ready to to get some goals in the back of the net and play properly. Uh, yeah, I have nothing really to say about um, this pick from Vegas. I like the pick. I like uh, I like how their teams are really shaping up, and I really I think they're going to be just fine this season. I Vegas along with Tampa, along with Edmonton, and along with Boston, are my top four contenders this year for the Stanley Cup. Um, moving on to Dallas. Uh, most scouts, when they were seeing this draft, had John Jason Paterka going here. And to be honest, I don't know enough about Maverick Bork. I mean, I'm, I don't know if he played in the Halinka Gretzky, but... I'm not sure about it, and if he did, I don't think he did much in it. Maybe he did. No, he didn't. Yeah. And personally, I don't. I don't see him. I don't know why Dallas picked him here. I think he should have went maybe early to mid second round, but John Jason Paterka should have went here, and um, 
I disagree with this pick. Yeah, so, uh, I think he, he might have been, like, injured or something because, uh, the, oh wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong stats, sorry about that. Uh, he actually has quite a bit of points for last season, so, um, the goals, uh, 29, assists 42, and points overall 71, so that's actually, like, the higher amount of points that I've seen so far for these lower picks. Um, his height is 5'11 and weight 185. So again, height is a little on the lower side, but makes up for it in the weight, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's like a higher number of, of points that I've seen in these um, in these lower picks. So um, I don't know. I, I kind of... I don't know if this is a horrible pick, but um, again, I kind of I, I think this this kid just kind of needs to take some time and uh, develop in his league, just like the the rest of these uh, lower picks. And once he's ready, just uh, get into the NHL and and uh, get to it. Um, I I completely disagree with this pick from Dallas. I don't like it. Uh, a center, what you got? I don't agree. I think their forwards are just fine. I think honestly, I think I think a goalie would have been a great choice for them. I, I think I think Hudobin had a honestly. I think it was a one-time hit kind of deal. Uh, in the in the bubble, I think I think it was like Bington got Bington, one of my favorite goaltenders to watch in the NHL. I think he kind of had a one-hit. He was a one-hit wonder kind of thing. I think the same with Hudobin and then Bishop. We have to face it. He's getting older. I think I don't like to pick. I think a goalie would have been the best way to go. I think third, fourth round goaltender with Will Crane, Lee, Nico Dawes. I think that would have been a good pick for Dallas. Agree with you, uh, Bryce. Um, thirty-first overall pick, San Jose taking Ozzy Weisblatt. I mean, I really disagree with this pick, but. I think he should have went maybe second round and maybe have Jan Misak here. I mean, I get that uh, Mr. Misak didn't, uh, well, he kind of dropped off. I think it was midway through the season that happened. Um, but I I like what they did. I like what San Jose's GM did for Ozzy's uh, mom since uh, she's deaf. He added sign language. I don't remember what exactly it meant. But saying how the son was drafted by them or something like that, I thought that was cool. But honestly, I don't like this pick. And um, that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, so um, Ozzy Weisblatt, uh, for me, he doesn't seem too bad. But um, he doesn't seem too great either uh i mean but he it seems to be like these uh lower picks like uh like the picks down to like 20 and lower get to be harder for the teams uh gms and the teams in general just to pick uh the picks get harder and harder and it's just hard to to get the right picks so you have to just think about that too. 
Um, but Ozzy Weisblatt, he's 5'10 in height and then weight 183 pounds. So he's a bit on the shorter side. Um, but his stats uh, from 2019 and 20 year are 25 goals, 45 assists, and 70 points. So he his stats aren't actually too horrible for being a lower pick. Um, so I don't know. I I honestly don't think I completely disagree with this pick. I think San San Jose could have done better with a, maybe a defense, but I don't think I completely disagree with this. Um, so I apologize after this pick. I'm gonna have to go, but I uh I like to pick. I think a forward is good for them. Uh, I know I disagree on the defenseman part. I think they are doing obviously a defenseman it would be terrible. Everybody could use it. I think they're fine with Carlson and Burns. I think Vlasic's getting old, but overall, love the pick. Well, um, that's uh, that's our um, reaction. Uh, thanks, Bryce, for uh, joining the Best Bucking Podcast. You. Um, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, no problem. Anytime. And um, right. see you later, sir. All right. And now our trade bait players list. So, for mine, uh, I have it's it's just a list of trade bait players and where they'll go. Also, it's not in order. These are just players I think gotta go and where they, or I believe they should go. Also, this was made like around October 9th before any of like the major trades happened, so it's gonna be a little out of date. Uh, so number one, I have Patrick Laine. There's so much talk about how he's going on the block, and same with Kyle Connor, and I think also Nikolai Ehlers, but most of it's on Laine. And personally, I believe. Uh, either Carolina or Montreal wants him, and a mock trade with him, uh, I'd say Line goes to Carolina for Trocek, Pache, and like a third or something for this season, and um, Carolina would get Patrick Line in a fifth. Then number two, I have Oliver Ekman Larson. So his agents and him have th- been throughout the past few days and weeks actually trying to leave Arizona. And two remarkable teams that are interested in OEL are Vancouver and Boston, which, funny enough, dislike each other. But I think since the Bruins are losing and lost Tory Krug, and Zdeno Char is probably going to retire, they're going to need a captain, and they're going to need a good left-handed defenseman. And therefore, I think OEL should go there in a deal like this. Boston gives up 2020 first-round pick, or 2021 first-round pick, sorry, Prospect John Beecher, prospect Jacob Versbacker Carlson, and roster player Chris Wagner for Oliver Ekman Larson. Then number three, which happened in real life but not the same trade, I have Matt Murray. Uh, so with uh, Tristan Jerry becoming basically the new starter and putting up much uh, much better numbers than Matt Murray, and even if Pittsburgh got rid of Murray, they'd still have Casey DeSmith to play backup. Also, getting rid of Murray would give more cap space for signing free agents, and this free agency will be amazing 
with players like Taylor Hall, Braden Holtby, and even Alex Petrangelo. And if they did keep Murray to duo with Jari, then in 2021, when Seattle Kraken enters the league, Murray would most likely be available. And if Seattle could, they would definitely select Murray from Pittsburgh. And this would be a whole lot like Vegas taking Flurry. So, for a mock trade, Matt Murray, this is uh, this is where I think he's going to go. So, Ottawa GM Pierre Dorian, who I personally think is a horrible GM, who makes terrible moves in the draft, who dumped Craig Anderson and the fan favorite Bill Masterton award winner Bobby Ryan by buying both of them out. He's going to make a good deal like this. Ottawa acquires Matt Murray and Jack Johnson, but they give up a 2021 first round pick, a prospect goaltender known as Marcus Hogberg, forward Jace Howerluck, defenseman Nikita Zaitsev, and prospect Vitaly Abramov. Yeah, I know this seems like a lot, but you must remember that Matt Murray would instantly be the starter, and Jack Johnson could end up being a second to third pair defenseman. But Matt Murray would most likely be most of the trade value. Then, number four, Marc-Andre Fleury. In the 2019-20 season, the Vegas Golden Knights traded a bust goaltender backup prospect. That was a mouthful. Malcolm Subban. For starter, Robin Leonard from Chicago. And Leonard was supposedly going to be the backup for Fleury. But when Leonard played unbelievably, Fleury became the backup instantly. And Laner is becoming a free agent, and Vegas most likely wants to keep Laner. So therefore, Fleury most likely has to go. And since they need cap space, and Fleury is taking up an AAV, or an average annual value of $6 million, therefore, one must go. And Fleury needs to go in order to save Laner from free agency. And here's a mock trade I have made up. Vegas would retain like around 50% of Flurry's contract and they trade him to Vancouver for Vancouver's 2021 first and second with prospect player Nils Hoglander and prospect goalie Michael DiPietro. Then at number five, I have Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson's time in Tampa is closing to an end. He plays on the second line but has the potential to play on a first. And just his time there is ending fast. I mean, after winning the Stanley Cup, their lineup is broken. Tampa, ha oh, no. Tampa needs depth with Anthony Sorelli, Andrew Va oh not Andrew, sorry, Andre Vasilevsky and Mikhail Sergachev having ending contracts and they're going to become RFAs. They're most likely going to be asking over four million each, and I predict Vasilevsky is going to get around like seven million. Sergeyev's going to get six to seven million, and Sorelli's going to get five to four million. And Johnson has a monster contract, and if they want to re-sign those three stars, they're going to need to get cap space. And so that means they've got to get rid of Tyler Johnson. So my mock trade is this: Tampa trades Tyler Johnson and defenseman Eric Cernak to Ottawa for a 2021 first. No, sorry, 2021 second. 2022 third forward Chris Tierney and defenseman Christian Jaros. Then number six, I have Tuka Rask. With Rask not playing as well in 2020 playoffs and Yaroslav Halak becoming the starter, I think since he's getting old and Halak is looking like a starter, I think Boston should dump Rask while he still has a ton of value. So here's my mock trade. Boston trades Tuka Rask and a 2021 third for Arizona's 21... 
2021 first, starting goaltender Darcy Kemper and prospect Vili Sayarvi. I mean, I think it's a pretty good trade, but then with number 7, I have Matt Dumba. Since, you know, Jonas Bredin has gotten a, an extension on his contract, that lowers the cap space even more, making it difficult to hold on to some players, and therefore Minnesota has to get rid of somebody, leaving Matt Dumba's 6 million contract deal, and that's why he's got to go. And why not trade Dumba instead of most likely losing him in the expansion draft to Seattle? So here's a mock trade I have. Minnesota trades Matt Dumba in a 2021 fifth to, uh, round pick to Montreal for defenseman Victor Mete, for Joel Armia, and prospect forward Yoni Aikinen. Then, with number eight, I have Jake DeBrusque. Well, Boston has many contracts that need to be dealt with, and Jake DeBrusque just so happens to be needing an extension soon. He wants to play in Boston, but since they need a cap, uh, they need cap space. Here's a trade that I think might happen. Since Boston has had chats about trading a package of Jake DeBrusque and Brandon Carlo, so, um, I mean, here's my mock trade. Boston trades Jake DeBrusque and Brandon Carlo to Dallas Stars for 2021 first-round pick and uh, forward Blake Como prospect Ben Gleason and defenseman Jamie Oleksiak. Yes, it does sound like a lot, but Jake DeBrusque and Brandon Carlo are fairly young and worth a lot. Both DeBrusque and Carlo have said if they do leave Boston, they really want to be in a contender team organization. And speaking about contenders, we have number nine, Steven Stamkos. Is Stammer, well, listen, if Stammer was to stay in Tampa, there'd be a massive gap in the salary cap for Tampa, and therefore creating a massive problem. So Tampa Bay would have to get rid of Stammer, and that's why I've created this trade with Philadelphia to upgrade the Tampa Bay Lightning even more. Before I say this trade, yes, I know it would it would cause a lot of complications with the cap, but that is not in full play in these mock trades. Here's the trade though. Tampa trades Steven Stamkos to Philadelphia for great, amazing prospect forward Morgan Frost. I don't care what you say, he's very good. Next, Sean Couturier, um, good uh, defenseman as well, Travis Sanheim and also a 2022 fifth round pick. Then with uh, number 10, I have Keith Yandel. Well, with the cap, uh, the cap troubles uh, because of COVID-19, this screwed over a lot of teams and especially Arizona. It was hit so hard and theoretically, if Arizona wanted to keep OEL, they would have to release cap space. Even if the Coyotes didn't want to keep OEL, they would still need to get rid of Cap. So, what makes sense is get rid of Yandel. So, without further ado, here's my trade. Arizona trades Keith Yandel to the New York... Oh no, sorry, not New York. Uh, New Jersey Devils for a 2021 sixth round pick. Connor Carrick, Kevin Ball, and Jesper Bratt. Then, with the 11th, I have Andreas Janssen, who so happened to be traded... The Toronto Maple Leafs find themselves under some financial constraints come next season and are looking for ways to improve their club, but also save money. While Kyle Dubas has recently come out and mentioned he's loved this bubble format, so he can take a closer look at some free agents-to-be, it's members of its own team that may be changing logos. 
it's clear that the Leafs having blue-chip prospect Nick Robertson on their playoff roster, that next season keeping Andreas Janssen in his $3.4 million contract to play a depth role doesn't make a ton of sense. And so I've decided a great trade would be to the Colorado Avalanche for right-handed defenseman Connor Timmins. And here's why. Kyle Dubas loves Connor Timmins and has a ton of knowledge on him as Timmins comes from the same junior system as the Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. And the Ab... I can't even say that word. Well, anyways, Dubas... The, ab, the Avs are ready to take jump into the next level. So, adding Johnson and his 25 goal potential could be a great fit. The trade would save Leafs some money and give the team a potential stud for their back end. If Timmins is NHL ready, then next year, which seems to be the consensus, this deal could make a ton of sense. Next, I have number 12, Paul Stastny. Stastny did jack in the playoffs, and I will say it, he didn't really do much. And as a second-line center on the Golden Knights, you should be doing well. Maybe it was a fluke, or maybe it was not. Maybe it was because of, uh, maybe it was a cause of Game 7, or Game 5 loss, but either way, he's got to go. Also, if Vegas wants to keep Leonard, they have to get rid of cap space. And so, Paul Statsny, who underperformed horribly, is on the chopping block. And I have come up with this trade. Vegas trades Statsny to Ottawa for forward Colin White and uh, forward prospect Philip Schlappick. And obviously, Ottawa has enough cap space since they bought out a bunch of their players. And really, they don't have anybody taking up all the cap. Then... I have number 13 here, uh, Alex Kalorn, yet another obvious player on this list. Tampa needs to re-sign Sergeyev and Vasilevsky and Sorelli, and therefore, Kalorn, who has a big boy contract, and who yet only plays on the second line. And if Tampa wants to keep their top players, they must get cap space, and therefore, they must trade Kalorn. So here's my mock trade here. Since New Jersey Devils are in very very interested in Kalorn. That's why I have this. Tampa trades Alex Kalorn, a 2022 fifth round pick and a 2021 seventh round pick for New Jersey's forward Nikita Gusev and prospect cage health forward Yegor Shiragonovich. Yanni Gord is number 14, yet again, Tampa needs cap space. And Yanni Gord is a third line center making 6.3 million AAV which makes literally no sense. If he makes that much, then why doesn't he play either on the first or second line? Also, since he's on the trade block, it only makes sense he's on this list. And again, New Jersey Devils are super interested in another Tampa player. So here is my mock trade. Tampa Bay trades Yanni Gord in a 2022 third round pick. For New Jersey's prospect forwards, Nolan Foote, Michael McLeod, and Jesper Bogquist. It's a little expensive, but could possibly happen. And as well, doing this, this reunites the Foote brothers, Callan and Nolan. Then, number 15, I have Anthony, Anthony Sorelli. He plays usually on the third and sometimes the second, not getting enough ice time. Personally, it looks like he needs change. 
and two teams are remarkably interested in him. Funny enough, it's the New York Rangers and the New York Islanders. So, the one I personally think is most accurate is... I think Tampa Bay has just got to trade Anthony Sorelli for Philip Keitel and Ryan Strom from uh, the New York, uh, New York Rangers. And Anthony Sorelli would instantly be a full-time second liner, first line player maybe, and would most likely play with Chris Kreider and Alexis Lafreniere. Also, getting rid of Sorelli would mean more cap space to re-sign Vasilevsky, Shattenkirk, McDonough, and Sergachev. So, Sorelli could very well get traded. Now, here are my two others that they've got like a pretty good story and I had to put them on here. And uh, both of them, well, one of them, funny enough, actually did get traded. Uh, here's one. Jesse Pulley-Yarvey. The Columbus Blue Jackets, according to a report by Sportsnet's Elliot Friedman, are trying to make a deal with the Edmonton Oilers to acquire former 2016 fourth overall pick Jesse Pulley-Yarvey. Now, the Blue Jackets famously passed on Pulley-Yarvey at number three in the draft and took Pierre-Luc Dubois, who we all know is a stud on Columbus. Pulley-Yarvey went into the 2016 draft as the unanimous number three prospect behind Austin Matthews and Patrick Laine. Friedman was on Oilers Now on Friday, and, well, this wasn't this Friday, but this was Friday in the past, but I mentioned that the Blue Jackets wanting to upgrade their skill at the four position, and the Oilers' two biggest needs are to upgrade their goaltending and to add a third-line center. Now, Columbus has two goalies signed at a good cap hit for the next two years, and I'm not sure that Jesse Pugliarvi would be enough to pry away Junis Corposalo from the Jackets. Because, you know, Corposalo is signed at $2.8 for the next two seasons. Boone Jenner may be Edmonton's uh, GM Ken Holland's target, though. So, Jenner is signed for two, uh, two more years at $3.7 And the Oilers would love to add a gritty two-way player like Jenner on their third line. But are the Oilers asking enough or asking too much for the former top five pick? Will Puyuyarvi light it up on the wing with Dubois and CBJ? I don't know, but... Anyways, the next one is uh, the final one. Elias Anderson. And he is the one who got traded. When the Rangers drafted Elias Anderson 7th overall in 2017, many fans, and I mean many fans, were excited to see if this young forward could help turn the fate of the Rangers around. Since being drafted, we all know Anderson has not performed as well as fans were hoping. And now the young forward wants to start a fresh start with a new team. And the Rangers are currently sitting 8 points shy of a playoff spot in a stacked Metropolitan Division. As I was saying, this was written a long time ago. Um, meaning that the Rangers would likely want a young prospect or player with the potential to be an impact player in the NHL, or even a couple draft picks in exchange. New York is rather close to the cap ceiling, given their place in the standings, and are projected to be hit even harder with a larger buyout penalty coming from Kevin Schottenkirk's contract debacle, which likely would mean that they need a player with an entry-level contract or similarly a small cap hit. As previously mentioned, Anderson is a former 7th seventh seventh overall pick, 
and scouting reports explain that he can play both center and wing, so whenever it's necessary. He's a versatile two-way player with good puck skills. His attitude issues and mishandling by management will hurt this value, though, but he could still find his way into being an effective NHLer down the line. Now, a fresh start with a new team, along with an opportunity to play a bigger role, is just what a player needs to flourish as an impactful player. Here's like three examples here. Uh, Anthony Duclair, Max Domi, and Connor Brown. Uh, all three of those seem to do it. So, Looking around the league, I could see Edmonton trying to acquire Anderson, his relatively low cap hit, ability to play center and wing, and capable two-way play could be an excellent piece to add to the Oilers team that has been stumbling recently. Moreover, this could be an opportunity for Ken Holland to trade Jesse Puljujarvi, giving him a new start as well. Given Puljujarvi's success in Finland, 28 points in 29 games, almost a point per game. Also remember, this was written before. New York would likely have to add some sort of sweetener to sway the Oilers GM though. Another pair of teams that might consider calling out Anderson would be Ottawa and Montreal. Both are young teams with plenty of draft picks, and, um, which they could send over to the New York in return. That being said, Anderson is a natural center, meaning he would be best suited to play the center position, but both teams have well-stocked uh, centers as well, but they also are well-stocked in prospects. Either way, both teams could acquire and try to re uh, they could try to get Anderson a better career and potentially retrade him for a better return. And uh, those are those are my players. Thanks for that uh, enjoyable uh, all the enjoyable picks. Um, they were very enjoyable, and some were. Uh, a little controversial for me and probably controversial for other people. Uh, but now I'm going to get into my trade bait. Uh, I'm not going to do any mock drafts like Sean. And I only have 10. Uh, so mine's going to be a bit shorter. But uh, let's get right into it. Mine is in no particular order. So uh, I'm just going to start off with uh, Tyler Johnson from Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so, for me, Tyler Johnson is actually very interesting. Uh, so, I can see him wearing actually any jersey, uh, but although he actually does look great in Tampa. Uh, so, the cap hit for him, well, he earns $5 million. So, that could be a problem if Tampa wants to keep him or any other key, or any other key players. But um, if any team wants him enough, then they'll get him. Uh, but yeah, for $5 million is quite a bit in the NHL. Um, there are other players are, that are obviously earning more, but $5 million is obviously quite a bit, and uh, the cap hit on some teams is uh, pretty low. So, so, but, uh, but the cap hit on, on some teams is pretty high too. So, uh, some teams could pick him up, but, uh, getting into the next one, Mark andre Fleury from the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I still like to picture him in the Pittsburgh jersey, um, although Vegas is a very good home for him. 
uh, he will either stay in Vegas or, it, well, if he wants to. Uh, but he did, like, he did say that he wanted to retire in Vegas, but I think he will also go to Buffalo. Uh, the reason being for that is because big names like Jack Eichel and Victor Olofsson and their goalies aren't big, aren't as big of names. Uh, so they, the, the goalies are also going to be free agents very soon. And this leaves an opening for Flurry to come in and take a new spot for the lead goalie. Uh, and Lukonen would have a very good teacher. So Lukonen is the new prospect goalie for uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, he is just coming up from, uh, I, don't, I don't really know what league he's coming up from. But he is starting out for Vegas. And just imagine if he got training from Marc-Andre Fleury. That would be such a great time for him. Uh, now, moving on to number three, uh, Jake DeBrusque from Boston. So, Jake DeBrusque, I think, will stay with the Boston Bruins. Uh, trading DeBrusque is the last thing Boston needs to do, and they have the talent on their team, so they need to keep him. And all the talent in general, but uh, he's also not worth too much. Actually, not worth, like, at all compared to most of the players in the NHL. He's worth about 1.35 mil. So, yeah, he's worth, like, pocket change compared to the rest of the people. Uh, anyways, getting on to the next spot, to Garask from Boston. Uh, so, to Garask could very well get traded, although, just like DeBrusque, it would be the best for the team. Or, sorry, it wouldn't be the best for the team. Unless they get someone very good in return. Uh, Rask also doesn't want to go anywhere. Which uh, is what he said coming out of the bubble for the very first time. So yeah, so literally his very first words coming out of the bubble uh, for the, the camera crew. Is that he didn't want to leave Boston. Because that is his home. Because the question asked was, was obviously, um, where do you think you want to go if you're getting traded? And he said, I don't want to go anywhere. Uh, so, next spot, uh, Alex Kalorn from Tampa Bay Lightning. So, Alex Kalorn is a great player, but at the same time, he's not too great. Um... If he keeps scoring like he does, though, he could be a new franchise leader for Tampa. That's if he stays with them. Uh, but I'm also thinking he could go to Arizona. The Coyotes have just lost Hall, so they're looking for another player. Uh, a winger, in fact. So, yeah, because Hall was a winger, and Killorn is a winger. And it's just, it, it matches up perfectly. So it could very well happen. And plus, uh, I don't think Kalorn is worth that much. I'm not really sure how much he's worth, but uh, I'm pretty sure he he was actually worth less than Hall. So yeah, that could be very good for uh, Arizona. Uh, so next is Steven Stamkos from Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, 
So a part of me does want to believe that Tampa really needs Stamkos to survive in the NHL. Uh, but Tampa has obviously shown that they don't by winning the cup. So they have had Stamper's they have sorry, they have had Stammer's support uh at most, but Tamp Tampa has done the rest. They've had they've done most of the work, like basically all of the work to get to where have they have gotten. But uh yeah, Stamkos has done very remarkable things for the franchise. So that's why I think he will stay with them though. Uh, there are other teams wanting to snatch him, but, uh, uh, and I know Tampa will trade people lower to, to lower the cap hit so they can allow him to stay. So yeah, if, I know Tampa will not want to get rid of Stamkos. He has been the captain on that team for years now. Uh, he's just been a great player, great team player. Uh, he's been a great captain. I'm pretty sure everyone on that team loves him. Uh, and if he was to leave that team, it would be a very big upset. Um, so if Tampa were to lose him, I don't even, I, I seriously don't even, I wouldn't even know what to say. Uh, but yeah, it. Worst thing possible for Tampa, I think they would need to trade other people to lower the uh, lower the cap on their team so they can keep Stamkos. Uh, so Ryan Strom from New York Island, New York Rangers. Sorry, uh, I think Strom, if he doesn't want to stay with the Rangers, will want to get with a cup contending team. The Rangers are a cup-contending team as uh, enough as is, um, although they did just lose Lundqvist. Uh, but if he were to be traded, he would want to be somewhere very good. Yeah, so he's aging uh, fast. So uh, I don't know. Like, There's not really much to say about him. He just wants to be somewhere where he's going to be respected, be on a good team, so there's not really much to say about him. Uh, next, Eunice Corpusalo, uh, from the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, if you're watching in the playoffs, he performed very good in the playoffs, got a record game, and there's no doubt in my mind that he will be re-signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets, and if he doesn't get re-signed, then, then they better have, a, like, a really good goalie uh, on Columbus. Like, like possibly Tuka Rask, because he's up for grabs, but who knows. Uh, so, next is Noah Hannafin from Calgary. Uh, so... Noah Hannafin is a decent defender who I could definitely see getting traded. Uh, I think the spot for him is Toronto because he would be good with Morgan Riley, which Morgan Riley is carrying the team for defense on Toronto. Uh, TJ Brody also recently got uh, re-signed or signed with Toronto, and he is Hannafin's old teammate. So that would be just an instant connection with Hannafin, and that would be pretty nice to see. 
and just in general, it would be great to see Hannafin play on Toronto with uh, Morgan Riley. Uh, next and last, Frederick Anderson for Toronto. So Anderson was a decent to good goalie overall this season, but he got let down mostly by his defense, which is why I think trading Anderson would be a mistake. If Anderson were to be traded, I think Toronto should pick up someone like Rask or Corpusalo, which are two amazing goalies who would fit in great on the team. So, uh, yeah, if if Anderson does get traded, which I don't honestly think he will, then they better pick up something, someone good. But yeah, uh, that's all I have for my trade bait. Uh, I gotta say, I kind of like it. Um, I mean, some of it, I guess, is a little controversial. I mean, if Stammer did leave, probably make a lot of uh, Tampa fans pretty sad since, you know, he is the heart, but... Yeah, he's the heart and soul of Tampa Bay. I mean, like, there's no way he gets traded, right? They'd have to give up, like, some superstar back for him, because... Yeah. And whoever that superstar would be would probably have to rock the sea on their team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, remember, new episodes every week, and uh, there's going to be weekly, twe- uh, weekly tweets... So follow uh, at TBPP with SNN on Twitter. Uh, And thank you for listening. And remember to follow all of our socials to stay up to date with the best pucking podcast. Thanks. Stay safe and goodbye.